someone else tonight. All right, if not, we'll be in Psalm 116 tonight. Psalm 116. Thankful for God's word. Uh, if you were, I think it was last, I didn't write it, I didn't write it down for tonight, but I, I've got it written down. But I think it was last Wednesday night, maybe, where we did uh, Psalm 114. And when I was doing that one, I, I, I told you that uh, during that Passover celebration, you know, before they were going to eat that Passover lamb, uh, the Jews would sing Psalm 113 and 114, and then after they ate the meal, they would sing 115 to 118. So it would include this 116 as well. So it's something to think about. Uh, and so remember, Jesus and the disciples, they uh, celebrated the Passover as well in the upper room. Uh, and then remember after that was done, he gave them a new thing, you know, a new uh, where he took the cup and the bread uh, to remember what he was about ready to do uh, to show them that he was uh, the Passover lamb was being fulfilled. Uh, and Matthew twenty six thirty says, and when they had sung a hymn, they went into the Mount of Olives. So the last thing they did together in the upper room before they left to the Garden of Gethsemane was they sang a hymn. And like I said, uh, uh, Jews, they had these memorized, this group of Psalms, they had them memorized and they would sing them. Uh, so we know that these uh, Psalms would have been what they would have included. Uh, the disciples would have with Jesus. So uh, you think about that as we uh, dig into this one. And if you weren't here the other night, if you listen to that one, uh, to think about that, you know, we have little glimpses, little details of what happened that night. It always blesses me uh, to think about if you can just uh, get yourself a little closer to if you were there uh, that night. But always thankful for God's word. Uh, but I want to look at this psalm tonight. It's got quite a few verses in it. Uh, we're not going to dig as deep into some of the, a lot of the verses as normal because uh, I want to try to hit a bunch of them because I think we've, there's a couple different groupings uh, of Psalms. But it says this, I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. The sorrows of death compassed me and the pains of hell got a hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine ears or mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believe, therefore I have spoken. I was greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows upon the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, truly, I am thy servant. I am thy servant and the son of thine handmaid. Thou hast loosed my bonds. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving. 
I will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people uh, in the courts of the Lord's house in the midst of thee, O Jerusalem. Praise ye the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for already being with us. We can feel the spirit tonight. And Lord, I pray that that uh, same Holy Spirit would help us learn tonight. Lord, uh, help your word to come alive in our hearts and our minds. And Lord, if any, maybe anyone listening doesn't know you, Lord, I pray that they'd come to know you for salvation before it's too late. Lord, we love you. We thank you for all things. And in Jesus' name we pray, and amen. So, like I said, this is one of those psalms in that grouping, uh, and we see it starts out, uh, I love the Lord because he, because he hath heard my voice and my supplications, because he hath inclined his ear to unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. And I've said this many times, you can see this right here again, uh, and you see what's he saying in the beginning. Uh, he's saying that the Lord has heard my voice, he's heard my supplications, he's heard my prayers. And we can say that, right? The Lord hears our prayers because he answers them. Uh, and so here's the thing. Uh, as soon as you think about the answered prayers, that's when verse 2 kicks in. Because he's listening, because he inclined his ear, you know, uh, thinking and leaning in and listening to what our prayers are. Because he's answering them, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. The more we think about him answering prayers, the more it should drive us to pray. The more it should drive us to bring more things to him. Because, uh, hey, if someone in this life, you know, maybe says, hey, call me when you need me or call me, uh, you know, for whatever, and you call them in need and they don't answer and they don't answer, you're going to stop calling. But our God's the opposite. He listens to us. He hears our prayers. That should drive us to take more and more to him. And that's what the psalmist is saying. And I think that's uh, one of the uh, reasons that uh, it's important to remember what we're praying. So if you have to write it down, your requests or whatever, that way you can go back and look at it and remind yourself. Because if you're like me, a lot of times, as soon as the prayers answer, we don't think about it too much. But it was a big deal before the Lord answered it. And you can go back and look at that and say, man, I spent a lot of tears. I spent a lot of time on my knees praying for this. Hey, and God took care of it. So he's saying it's a reminder in the first two verses, a reminder to prayer. And you, and you see a lot of reminders, uh, I believe, in this psalm. Uh, and the next, in, in verses 3 and 4, the sorrows of death come past me, and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver Deliver my soul. The psalmist is giving his testimony here in two verses right here. This is what he's saying. In the beginning, he's saying, hey, before the Lord rescued me, the, before the Lord saved me, I had the sorrows of death all around. I was alive, but in all reality, I was dead. And we can say that same thing before we were saved. Uh, uh, yes, uh, we may look like we were free, but we were in bondage to sin. Uh, we may look like everything was all right. But our father was the devil. We were deceived. We were walking in darkness. Oh, but he says, then everything changed in verse 4. What happened when it changed? Not because he turned over a new leaf. Uh, not because of anything else. He said, hey, everything changed the moment I called upon the name of the Lord. And I can stand here and say the same thing. I remember the day when I called on Jesus and he saved my soul. And that's what we have. Just a quick little testimony. 
Can you remember the day you called on Jesus' name for salvation? You remember that? I tell you what, men call on many names today, don't they? They call on so many different places for help. Uh, but I'm telling you, only the name of Jesus can save. Praise God. Then he goes on. So then he's got the reminder of prayer, the reminder of salvation. Gracious is the Lord and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low and he helped me. Aren't you glad our God is so gracious, so merciful? He can forgive us all of our sins. But notice in the middle of verse 5, he's also righteous. And you stop and think about it. See, a lot of times we take this for granted. But how could a God be righteous and be merciful? How can he forgive sin and take sin seriously? And, you know, he doesn't, because some people think, well, God must not think much of sin. He must just ignore it. No, sin is serious to God. It, It brings death. The wages of sin is death. You know how he can still be righteous and merciful because Jesus Christ came to this earth. He, he took on a form of uh, a flesh. Uh, he, he lived a sinless life and he took our sins to the cross and he died for him. That is how it's through Jesus Christ paying the penalty of sin that we can be saved today. He paid the full penalty on the cross for our sins. We just have to call on his name like the psalmist did in verse 4. You can do the same thing. But then he says, the Lord preserveth the simple. You know, I like that. I don't know about you. Some of us got saved at different points of life, but I was nine years old. I was a child. I was young. And you think about that. I didn't know everything about the Bible. And really, when we were saved, most of us didn't really know much about the Bible. or We thought we knew things. We knew some about God, maybe different things. But I'll tell you what, it doesn't take a huge education to get into heaven. It just takes a, a, the mind of a child. And really, it's the faith. It's that uh, just putting your faith in Jesus Christ. I'm glad it's simple. The gospel is simple, yet this Bible can be so complex that we can read it every day of our life and get something new out of it. That's because he's God. Isn't it amazing? He preserveth the simple. And I'm thankful for that because in many ways uh, I fit that definition of being simple-minded. I told people at work the other day, uh, they're thinking, man, uh, you could just take these things and and boil it down, taking something complex and making it simple. And I said, hey, I'll be honest with you. If I can't bring it down to something simple, I don't understand it. I'm glad God does that. I'm glad he doesn't make us to, uh, to do those things. He preserves the ones that will just trust him. I'm glad that when I was lost, I understood everything that I needed, and that was Jesus Christ. And then he, I was brought low, and he helped me. And you think about that. The psalmist is talking about back then. Uh, you know, I was low. Uh, I, I was in my sins. I realized the guilt hit, and he brought me up. He helped me. But not only at that point, you think about over and over again in our lives. He's helped us over and over. Praise God. Whenever we call on his name, whenever we trust the Lord, he will help us and raise us up. And I'm thankful for that. And because of that, you get to verse 7 and 8. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. You know, verse 7 tells us we have to remind our mind. We have to remind our soul. What's he saying? Return to thy rest. 
You know, I was thinking about that. You're thinking, well, Mike, is he talking about sleeping? I don't think so. I'm thinking uh, a lot of times our minds, especially today, our minds are racing. They're thinking about all sorts of things. The fears are crep- creeping in, the unknown, everything else. And we have to remind our mind to return to the rest. What is that? Remind our mind to just trust in the Lord, to get that peace from the Lord that only he can bring. Because uh, what have we said over and over again that's happened in our lives is most of the time we spend fretting over things and hearing things and by the time it gets there it ends up not even happening you know maybe you're like me where instantly I can come up with the worst case scenario no matter how ridiculous it is and no matter the odds are so slim that it would ever happen but yet that's what's filling my mind yet I have to remind myself that even in the worst instance God was still there he was still helping me and he could give me peace in the midst of the trial we've got to remind our mind return to thy rest let the Lord take care of it take your burdens to him let your mind rest from worrying and let the peace of god's word fill your mind and your heart so we just need to trust him right he's dealt bountifully with us. he's done good for us if he delivered our soul from death and hell you think he'd just leave us alone after that no he's never going to stop taking care of us i will walk before the lord in the land of the living you think about that Each and every day we're given as a blessing. Each and every day we are given as a gift. And we need to walk before the Lord. We need to do what he's called us to do. And here's the thing. Again, in this society now, in this time, we're so busy. We're running around. uh, We stay busy and everything else. But sometimes we have to take a step back and ask ourselves in all this busyness, what are we accomplishing? What are we accomplishing? Are we really getting things done? Are we just moving around a lot till we're tired and then, the, and then we stop? Are we making eternal differences? Because the psalmist had to remind himself to that. Verse 12, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? So the psalmist is, is remembering salvation. He's remembering answered prayers. He's remembering his, his calling, what he needs to do right now, walking for the Lord. And then he asks that question, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? And we don't earn our salvation through works, right? There, it's not earning it. It's mercy. It's a gift from God. It's grace. Uh, so it's not something we're working toward. And it's not salvation. We don't keep it by our works. That's because we're not, we're, we, were, we were not worthy the day we were saved. And, and here's a newsflash. We don't become worthy later by what we do. We'll never be worthy of God. Never. And that's why uh, it amazes me when I read through the Bible uh, and I get every one of those instances where somebody is face to face or, or someone encounters the holy God and instantly they realize that they're a sinner. The, you know, they realize that they're, uh, uh, there's guile in them, something, whatever. Uh, they fall at their feet as dead. You see the same thing over and over again. We'll never be worthy, but aren't you glad that the righteousness of Jesus Christ was placed on our account. We were not, we didn't uh, turn into being worthy. We were made worthy. He, he imputed that into our account. And I'm glad for that uh, because it's him who has made us worthy. But you stop and you start to think about the psalmist is he's starting to put all these things together in his mind. And really he's, he's uh, thinking about how blessed he really is. Right? He's saying, look at how much the Lord has done for me. 
he starts off the psalm, I love the Lord. He's saying, listen, the Lord really loves us. He really does these things for us. He really answers our prayers. He really saved us. Uh, He's done all of these things. He's given us a calling. So then the question comes out, uh, how should we respond to the Lord when he's given us so much? Well, we can see with the psalmist how he answers that question from verse 12. Verses 14 and 18 are the same. He's saying, I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. He's saying, hey, I'm going to do what the Lord, I'm going to do what I promised to the Lord. I made vows to the Lord. I'm going to make good on it. Now, I I have heard this before because, you know, the Bible, uh, I didn't write it down where it's at, but the Bible says uh, basically it's better to not make a vow and break it than, or, yeah, not It's better to not make one than to make one and break it. Basically, I'm paraphrasing. So then people say, well, I'm just never going to promise anything, right? That's not what the Bible's saying. The Bible's not saying never promise anything and never actually agree to anything. No, what it's saying is you need to be serious about it, right? If If you get into, I think some of the biggest contracts we have in life are probably when you take out a mortgage. That's a big thing. You're going to repay that for uh, uh, for decades, a huge amount, uh, the biggest amount, probably your paycheck paying into that. And that's a serious thing. You stop and think about, am I going to be able to repay that? It, even if things change and everything else. Well, this is even more serious. He's saying, hey, uh, you can make a vow to the Lord, but you just need to keep it. All that means is we need to be more serious about it. He's saying, hey, I'm going to repay. I've made promises to the Lord that I probably haven't been doing a good job of keeping. Now I'm going to repay them. Now I'm going to do it. Verse 15, precious in the sight of the Lord uh, is the death of his saints. And you're thinking, well, what, how, what is this? He's still alive. But he's saying, hey, even in death, it brings victory for the, for the saint, for those that are saved by the Lord. That death brings victory. He's reminding himself of that. Verse 16, O Lord, truly I am thy servant, I am thy servant, and the son of thine handmaid, thou hast loosed my bonds. He's reminding himself, hey, I'm a servant of the Lord. And I need to serve him every day, right? Because he got me out of bondage. He got me out of bondage. So uh, like the New Testament would say, hey, we're bought with a price. We, we owe our life to him. That's what he's saying. And then verse 17, I will offer to thee the, th- the sacrifice of thanksgiving and I will call upon the name of the Lord. He's going to say, hey, just like we used to bring those animal sacrifices, just, just like we would do that, uh, and it would cost them something. It was a great cost to offer a lamb or a ram or something like that. They were very expensive animals you think about to do that with. It would have been costly. And he's saying, hey, I'm going to make a sacrifice of making sure I thank the Lord. And you think about that. What does that take? It's hard to be thankful. That doesn't come naturally. You know who we thank is really ourselves. We don't maybe say it, thank you for doing that. But we, if you're not thanking the Lord, you're thanking yourself, even if you don't say it. He's saying, hey, I'm going to remember to thank the Lord, and I'm going to keep calling on his name. And then finally, 19, in the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of thee, O Jerusalem, praise ye the Lord. So he started with, I love the Lord, and he gets to praise you, the Lord. So he's saying, hey, uh, not only am I going to say I love him, not only am I going to serve him, I'm going to thank him, and I'm going to worship him. But these, if you notice from 14 to 19, 
This is the psalmist answering that question on it, isn't he? 13, I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. He's saying, I'm going to remember that I'm saved and keep calling on him. But this is the psalmist answering that question. Verse 12, again, I think this is the key of the whole psalm. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? And I thought about that. See, the psalmist answers the question by saying, hey, I'm going to keep praying to the Lord. I'm going to keep remembering my salvation. I'm going to repay any vow that I haven't with the Lord. Uh, I'm going to remember that even in death, uh, there's still victory. I'm going to serve the Lord because I owe that to him. I'm going to keep thanking him and I'm going to praise him. That's what the psalmist said. Because of all those benefits, what am I going to keep doing? I'm going to keep going. That's what he's saying. But I think what we need to do, and maybe not answer it tonight, but maybe take some time tomorrow, the next day, if you've got some time off, is to think about this question. See, the psalmist gets there after remembering that the Lord answers prayers, that the Lord saved him, right? When he was in trouble, he helped him, that he's gracious and all of these things. He's saying, hey, he, he's brought peace in his life. Now, what am I going to do to repay the Lord? And that's an interesting question, isn't it? Because we can look in our lives and say, yes, I, I am thankful for all those things. Now, how are we going to repay? Now, there's no way we can one for one repay the Lord for anything. But that's not what we're trying to do. We're not trying to pay off the debt that he's already paid. But how are we going to repay him? How are we going to, how are we going to give back to the Lord? And really, I've said it many times. His side of the deal is huge. Our side of the deal is little. And he's saying, how am I going to even try to repay and I think that's a good question for us is to answer, to write our own ending of Psalm 116. How shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? How am I going to take everything he's blessed me with and give back to him? I think it's a good question. I think something we need to take away and get serious about and meditate and take some time to think about. Because I think we, it, will, it will help us to be more thankful when we turn around and not only thank him for it with our words, but thank him for it with our deeds as well. Yeah. As Thanksgiving is tomorrow, uh, we want to remember to be, you know, the Bible says in everything give thanks, right? But I'll tell you what, thanks can't just come out of the mouth. Oh, it needs to. But how, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? What a powerful question. And we can read the psalmist's answer, but I think the Lord wants to know your answer. I'm going to ask everyone to stand tonight. We're going to open up the altar. We'll get a song tonight. If you need to pray for yourself, maybe you need to pray for somebody else. I know we've talked about tonight that uh, uh, there are we're, we're going to encounter some loss, some backslidden uh, family members and friends in the next couple days. And, and to help us to open the door. Uh, and, and to be a light. So maybe you need to take a name.